All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome to the Good Negroes Podcast. I am your girl, Jinx, and this is... Andre Brooks. Ugh. All right, we got a special guest today. Goes by the name of Ash Nash of Powerhouse Creative. Welcome. Well, she's the founder and CEO. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Am I shortchanging when I say of? It's your baby. It's your it baby. Is. It is my baby. Thank you for having me on. I'm so glad to have you. Thank you. This, this is great. I mean, for one, uh, good trouble and good Negroes. Hey, hey, hey. That's why they call us that. Hey, hey. That's right. Mm -hmm. I say we are good Negroes, but we do love some good trouble, though. And I'm honored to, you know, kick off the first couple of episodes. This is this is. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you for coming on because we wanted to specifically talk about Juneteenth and some events that you have going on. So we can have some broad discussion about, you know, Juneteenth. I understand, Dre, you are not uh, yeah, always I mean, a fan. That's the, that's the thing that's so crazy. At first, I was not a big Juneteenth guy. You know, I, mean, I just thought wait, wait, it was what's weird. A, what's a big Juneteenth guy? I didn't respect the holiday, to be very honest, because I don't think I knew as much about it or understood its significance. But you're from and California. So I didn't hear the about most it until I was part of the country. in high school. For the first time I heard about it in high school. But y'all be up on everything over there in, in Oakland, California. It's like. odd, too, because most black people from California are from Louisiana and Texas. So you would hmm. think we would know, but I had never heard of it. When I did, I think my dad was like, man, how the slaves not know they were free? For all As if years. slaves yeah, had a newspaper yeah. or CNN. Right, or could even read the newspaper if they had it because that was encouraged, of course. Every black person should know how to read. Not. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Because that's, that's power. Knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. Information. So. so what's your connection to Juneteenth, Ash? <clears throat> um, she black. <coughs> I'm just Edit that out. Black, black, black. <laughs> um, so last year, you know, 2020, uh, during all the protests. Wait, am I looking? I'm looking at y'all. Mm -hmm. Okay. So last year, because <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> right. Only if you need to make, like, I do it when I need to make a point. Like, let me tell y'all something. Okay. Okay? okay. Juneteenth was the day Frederick Douglass told Abraham Lincoln. Get your shit together. Right. So, the Jubilee. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, I don't really celebrate a lot of the American holidays. Mm -hmm. um, I barely even celebrate Black History Month because I have feelings about that. <laughs> tell what? me what you got. What are those what feelings? Yeah. Like, why is it just these 30 days? And not you know, not 30 days, because that would or, be no, like no, a full yeah. month. Yeah. Right. Um, but why is it for this one month, now we want to start, you know, pushing these black narratives and these companies want to hire and do these campaigns? Like, it just feels like America's... Be super supportive 30. for one twelfth of the year. Yeah. 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 And it doesn't... It feels like a campaign. And then all the other holidays, I call them holidays of terror. Wait, let me so. ask you a question, though, because this is... Like, as black people, this is our country, too. Like, it's as much our country yeah, yeah. as, like, any... We say that. Do they feel that way? Uh, oh, they absolutely don't. I'll never forget uh, a white dude at my old job. This is, like, fresh out of college years ago. I was saying, my family's been in the America at least 300 years. And he was like, oh, my God, your family's been here longer than mine. As if he was more American than me. And that's where I've got this thing about... We're just as American. No, it's important to have these conversations, though. And um, black liberation, black emancipation, um, to me, when I hear that, I think black economics. Okay. Um, and the sharing of information. So um, that's really what we like to focus on when we're organizing for Juneteenth. Last year for 2020, amidst two active protests, we organized uh, the Juneteenth takeover, the first 
Mm. Ever. Juneteenth Takeover. Sorry shit now. <laughs> yeah. 19 black artists uh, wrapped the Flatiron building with, you know, a lot of people doing Black Lives Matter. And to me, it's like, now, mattering is the minimum. It's, that's right. the minimum. Mattering. So we, we know that, right? Yeah. Tell me the significance about the black, the Flatiron building, though. Oh, yeah. Flatiron. So I was offered, like, 38 properties downtown. And out of the 38, there was one that really stood out was the design. And that was Flatiron City. And then doing more research, finding out that the Ku Klux Klan, actually from 1915 to 1930, uh, they actually had a, a headquarter office in there. So I was like, let me get that one. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Now, for people, now this is, I'm funny. I was going back to my old days. So I'm like, now this is radio, so people won't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's no. a podcast. But yeah. for people that don't know what the flat iron building looks like, so, so think New York, like those odd-shaped buildings that like come to almost like a tip, almost like, like a long oblong triangle kind of with mm -hmm. like a shape like an iron it's literally shaped like an iron that just goes straight up like a building yeah oh how yeah. did i not get that duh right yeah and yeah. so the thing about that is we wrapped it with every there was so much the media is so powerful and it sees the subconscious so there were so many images in the media of black men bleeding out and and you know running back images of sandra bland and just the list goes on yeah and it was like we want to counter that yeah, so we don't we want to just be that. Yeah, we we were like that was for the children in the back seat of the car that pulled up at the light to see themselves in different imagery, um, and positive in our version of positive, uplifting imagery. That you mattering is the bare minimum. That's for other people to figure out. But we Say we know that. that. I know my life matters. I know my daughters. I know my friends, my family. That's that's a given. Do you, so do you think? Um it's important too for black people to see art made by black people. Like, is that? Oh, black creativity just fuels every industry. I just, I think we always think about ourselves in music and. Music is art. It's, it's a. You know, I don't think we see we, I think we're some of the most creative though. people, though. Oh, I like, so I mean, too. I mean, if you look at it, though, everybody's in it now. If you look at Pharrell, if you look at Kanye, if you go back to, um, um, dang it, Crown Man. What's his name? Dang it. Uh, Crown Man. Master P. <laughs> Come on, no. No. Oh my God. We got to edit all this out. What Jazz the, and corrupt. What the crowd what the what the artist man name is. They used to the black oh, man. Huh? Or are you talking with Warhol? They used to hang out with Warhol. Yes, yeah. oh, I was John uh, Michael Bass. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. The B name. I could not get but it. But even, crown even dude. still yes. outside but, of that, like black folks invented everything. And I believe that we're creative people because of systemic oppression. Like we've had to get creative, we've had to get innovative, selling CDs out the back of the car or, Ugh. you know. And still ended up with your you, Nellies and your masterpiece selling out the back of the trunk. Yeah, black creativity fuels every industry. And you think about how powerful PR and the marketing world is, like that's us. Or you, I seen something today that talked about ideas. Yeah. yeah, and I saw something today that talked about friends made 1.4 billion and all this stuff. Like, yeah, they stole that concept from Living Single. Exactly. Yep. So you know that's why it's important to talk about black creativity, ownership of our imagery, and our value. I mean, it's funny because even to this day, you look at people like Taraji P Henson, who's probably one of the most visual, vis visual, visible black actresses. Her and um. Uh, I have her name right. Angela Yee? <sighs> Probably not. What? I'm just throwing Ooh. out names, yeah. No, the uh, the murder lady. <laughs> Viola Davis? Viola Davis, yes. Mm. And they're they're so underpaid compared to their black uh, their white counterparts. Listen, uh, you just sparked something in me. So Ruth Carter, 
the mm-hmm. set designer for Black, Black Panther. Panther. She's my art auntie. Oh, wow. Right? She's got an episode on uh, Netflix, and it's like the art of design. Yeah. You got to watch that. I mean, that black woman and her creativity and what she's designed. I believe she's a Hampton alumni. Oh, the other HU, the <laughs> Institute. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I love it, though. Yes. Yeah. I've like, she's designed for multiple sets. Spike though. Lee. Yeah. Like, and, and that multiple episode is sets. powerful. It's powerful. I have to work, check that so. out on Netflix. Yeah, nice. that's that's my that's my I, art auntie. I love it. I love We've it. We've done I some talks. She's she's so inspirational. But I mean, when you look at black people in art, though, like I saw this documentary. It was one of the uh, Henry Louis Gates documentaries mm-hmm. on like the different kingdoms of Africa, and like Africans were making sculptures with three D faces where the Europeans couldn't even do faces on paper yet. Well, right. the whole the like that's. The funny thing That's to me about it is they went to Africa, they saw the shit that Africans did, right? Took it back to their country and then propagandized these stories about how basic black people were and how savage we were. They stole the oh, shit. One of them and was that aliens did it. Like, oh, like back, going back then, just like the pyramids. Yeah, I don't believe yeah, that shit yeah, But all. see, and this is why I'm so overprotective of black culture. Like, black folks, we've got to stop letting everybody come over and get it to go plate to our culture mm. because they're rebranding it and we're buying it back from them. Mm-hmm. And we have no ownership right. of, of that. And even the media, this is why we need black owned, black led outlets. Like the as, Good Negroes podcast? Hello. Yeah. Ugh. It's our narratives, our imagery, our our dialogue, <laughs> you know, like this is it's important that we demand ownership. Because a lot of people are like and, and I get it. You know, it is hard to get through some of the doors, but once you're in, you got to demand some equity, not just, oh, we're excited that this company wanted us to create this campaign. No. How do you do that? Now. Like, tell people how you do that, because that's important, too. I don't think people know. You know, it's kind of like those things where, we're like, uh, you know, sometimes they say, like, women will make less money than men, and sometimes it's just they've never been and black people too they've never compared asked. to white people you never been taught how to be yeah. like give like me that, 50,000 more give me 10 mentality, you know we we guilty of that but no you got to demand it because i know that i put some things together and uh yeah i don't play that over here you're gonna well, pay me like you paid a white man is what i said well did you get paid like the like, white man and, for and the you gonna pay these artists more for like she stands up for these artists in terms of like you gonna pay these artists what they worth mm-hmm. and that's what I like applaud. Yeah, because it's hard. Why because do we have to be starving artists? They're right? creating, right? But then just like that administrative side or just like the legal talk and all that, it's a different. It's a foreign language. But because I worked behind so many artists and I got to see, well, wait a minute, I actually work with that artist too. Why did you offer this artist that much? And they're really in the same caliber. Well, speak to that too because I don't think people understand. Because I think when I first met you, um, I thought it was really cool. That I mean, would you call yourself almost like, like an agent for artists? I was managing, okay. but it was I had to create a space for me and my ideas. Mm-hmm. Like I had an I I had so many ideas, and I didn't see anywhere to put them. And I liked helping people, but it was like, okay, let me try to do this for them. Well, it still didn't fit, and I was like, you know what? Actually, a lot of people were coming up to me at art shows and stuff, and they were like, yeah, we see what you're doing. You should. And I had to take it serious that, you know what, actually, I'm going to have to design this for myself. And I didn't really like being out there. Right. You know, so that was an issue. Uh, now I'm a little more comfortable with it. But um, 
Ignore, ignore him. I got him. Yeah. I ignore got him. him. Negroes. <laughs> These are the other good Negroes behind the cameras at the Good Negro Podcast. But no, they're it's, equally it's just, good though. Yeah, it's, it's important. Like black creativity, black ownership, black idea. That's the one good thing about being in America. You can wake up any day. I'm gonna start this business. Right. I'm gonna do this. You know, if you. Yeah. Right. If good you, and bad. If, if you, you know what you're doing, if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, and you just fail forward. You know, you got to be able to like bust your head. That's a great head. concept. Failing you forward. Bust, I'm okay to bust my head, and I know I'm gonna bounce back. But in that, you still have to continue. Ed, you have to continue, like, Growing. being a student yep. and seeking knowledge and then, like, seeding the breadcrumbs of, well, why does this happen? Oh, no, no, no. We can actually do this instead. So doing deals like those numbers don't look right for us, but instead we'll take the difference in licensing um, within your company's project. You can make it up that way. Just knowing how to have those business conversations, because I know creatives are left-brained, right? Is it left brain? It is left brain, I think. Yeah, I don't know. One yeah, side of the both. brain is the creative side, and then you have the business temperament. Mm -hmm. So not everybody that's most creatives can't manage a calendar. Well, and I will say this, too, for creatives listening. You actually don't want to be the creative and the business person. You just want to be at the meeting going, yeah, I want to do it. That's great. And let your business person be the hard driver. I'm going to say for most, yes. For me, I am that, and it's it's a different kind of madness. But like, aren't you the person, like, let the artist be the artist, and you're the person that negotiates no, for them. it's not just let the artist be the artist. So I'm a board member at Mint Gallery, right? Mm -hmm. And last year I noticed a, a lot of the people that were getting evicted, or could, I shouldn't say evicted, a lot of people that couldn't afford their studio rent were black. It's like, why is this happening? Well, that's a, we have to understand the cultural dynamics. Like, we wake up black in America first and navigate between two Americas. So we're out, you know, I'm not going to say always, but we're behind in most areas. So instead of buying a bag, I bought a studio. And for six months, artists will be able to um, get a studio for one month, but also be mentored and critiqued by the veterans then there's the financial literacy side where we brought in like Brandon from Butter ATL, black owned businesses, Asohe, my amazing accountant, and um, Lauren Harris, who's a fine arts, uh, uh, she's Lauren Harris. She sells stuff, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's, I'm sorry, she's a fine arts curator. Mm -hmm. um, to then show them the business side of things. Because it's one thing if, okay, you keep talking about, well, why well, didn't get this project? And then you finally get this project and it's twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000. If you've never handled that much amount of money, you need to be in position so that when it does hit your bank account, you don't blow it. And right. know that you got to pay taxes on so it. So my whole thing is this money that I'm putting towards this, I want to see where my money's going and skills. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's provide those skills so that we can then cultivate some real soil. And, and now the creativity is growing. The, the financial literacy of how to budget for your business and yourself. All you, like we gotta be able to handle the, all of it, but we can't just sit here and be like, well, I didn't know. Yeah, but did you seek information to find out? Right. So, and me, I wanna see where my money's going. Like I'm, I'm not about to do all this work and then you go out and you're buying designer, like I wanna see my money come right back to the community. All of our printing credits, black owned from the West End, Mr. Uh, Ralph, who's been in the West End 15 years employing black folks. Yeah, Ooh. when we wrapped Flatiron, that all that uh, wheat paste came from West End print shop. Um, yeah, Mr. Ralph's been, you know, like okay. those are my heroes. That's good to know, cause I yeah, I don't have a good printer. And speaking of printing, you have this lovely comic book. Would you call it a comic book? Coloring book, love. 
Oh, I guess so, because it doesn't have Wolverine in here or Black Panther. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Yeah, yeah. So this is your coloring book. <laughs> that's, uh, a, that's a hard concept to grasp. That sounded painful. <laughs> your coloring What's book. Uh, so you got this wonderful coloring book here, a collaboration between Color ATL and Powerhouse Creative for Juneteenth. Tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, so um, Color ATL is actually um, bred out of creating like therapeutic outlets, creative therapeutic outlets uh -huh. for the medical facilities. Um, really? Yeah. yeah, so this is a special edition uh, 2021 Juneteenth collaboration. Okay. Um, we've actually been working on it for quite some time. 19 black artists in there, some Juneteenth facts. Uh, Bane Jordan wrote the foreword. And I wrote some of the closing statements on like black economics. Uh, so is this for, the part right here that says, "Give us our money, damn it," because we're not playing with y'all. Sound like reparations? Is that? And then it says reparations now. Is that what you wrote? Nah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so we have a, a Juneteenth takeover this year. Is from ten to three. We'll be um, off Sweet Auburn. You know, one of the country's most uh, wealthiest streets in the yeah. country, black-owned streets. It's like the other Tulsa. Right, right. Um, I did not know that. Oh, man. How I didn't know that? There were multiple there. Tulsas. Uh, yeah. Say less. Let's do it. Let's, let's make, do it. Yeah, let's do it's it. It's a date. Yeah, so. Can wait, uh, I'm sorry. Y'all, can, can I go on this date with you? <laughs> you can join us. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. It's starting I mean, to get a little creepy in the way you guys did know. it. You know That's what I'm saying? Thing, like, there's so much history that, like, my office is off, off of Auburn Ave., and it's, um, like, the building I work in was built in 1910. W.E. Du Bois used to get his books from there. Look, John I need a tour Lewis of your office like, now, too. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah, y'all got to come through, yes. Can that be um, part of the date, though? <laughs> you can join us, right? Okay. As long okay. as you be a good Negro. Hey. Okay. And I'll be good. <laughs> so, you're going to lead a good trouble at home this time, though. We're not, we're not yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, yeah, whatever right. happens, man. You, mean, you right. know, we adults. <laughs> You know okay. what I'm saying? We Can't love each other. Nothing. Loves free. So, um, Juneteenth Takeover this year uh, consists of, from 10 to 3, we'll be on Auburn Ave. There's a historic Sweet Auburn Parade starting at 340 Auburn Ave at Remerge. We'll have some coloring books. Um, some of our sponsors, like uh, Mint Gallery, Straight to Tell, and Orange Barrel Media, all these folks, um, have brought in vendors like Local Green Atlanta okay. and Atlanta Breakfast Club to be part of our color ATL um, package. And then from three to six in Woodruff Park on the boardwalk, those pages will be out there for the community to come color and life size. Then in Woodruff Park, uh, we'll be having a picnic, a Juneteenth style picnic with some art installations. Uh, Mike Flo, Lady Marauder are the DJs. We'll have installations from Journey of a Black Girl, Comfy Art, Sean Foy, and uh, Foy? Black King Everything. His name's Sean There's going to be art installations in Woodruff Park. Mike Flo will be the DJ, Lady Marauder. And then we've also got like a dope surprise okay. uh, at the Woodruff Park Fountain. Okay, Jinx, you keep... Jinx keeps showing me the pictures that she wants to paint. No, there's a reason why you can't show certain pages. I'm trying oh, okay. to not, I'm trying to be inconspicuous about it because oh, the red okay. line marks in it. I want to draw this mean ass picture of Frederick Douglass looking like he was dropping 
on white people how about talking about, talk about i used to be a slave homie it builds like suspense like oh i gotta see like oh there's some dope local artists okay there. and there's just some show, dope, like the cover there's some dope local artists in here and you just see the cover but i see the incredible art on the inside like this one here from <laughs> jamal barber for you because you know you, you can tell uh ash is about everybody she is and she, but how else like yo, how else would you get in the space civil like rights movement you didn't know who was the quarterback even though a lot of the black men was the, the black women was the ghost riders i like moving i like i love black folks moving as a unit i've always been in unison like or a fascination for like you know at the skating rink and you see the groups and the crews, or they just like, I, I like love a yeah. unison, but you don't know who the quarterback is. Like, there's no one standing out in front of each other. And I, that's just, that's just, yeah. Yeah, or sometimes there will be it. some dude who is the, or a person, man or woman, but generally men, mm-hmm. that are, like, put out in front, but there were so many more people behind them. And you only, and that's what's messed up about like PR and marketing because you only hear about those people. You right. only hear about Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King, and Malcolm X, and it's just like, man, there was there was a fleet. Mm-hmm. Frederick Rogers. I just yeah, made that, that part. I yeah, I, guy, we know. We know. I'm sure there was somebody named Frederick Rogers. But there's just, Rogers, and this involved. is my thing. Like, there's just, it's a, it does, it's a great disservice. Like, there's there's value in crediting people, and I love to see everybody just. You know, it don't. It actually increases our value. Well, you credited everybody that's going to be <laughs> at the picnic, and that's fine. We know Ash loves everybody, and yeah. we love you back. So, we're very grateful. She said, "Not everybody." Let's be clear. Yeah. <laughs> about that. I caught that though. <laughs> but so we're grateful that you're here. Um, I mean, I I am grateful you're here. I'm grateful that we're talking about Juneteenth and its contrast to July Fourth. Because it's really our Independence Day. And, I mean, you have to ask yourself, like, if, as a black person, what is July 4th to you? As much as this is our country, right? Yeah. Are you going to spend money at Walmart, of all places, where they send out, you know, hello, nigger emails? What? For your, uh, you didn't see that? No. It was like last week. They sent out a blast, an email blast, and it said, hello, nigger. I'm going to DM it to y'all. No, was it real? Was this that somebody's not, first no, name? No, 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 it was real. Because even the shade room people were like, we got it too. This but, it was, uh, was it a mistake? What did Walmart say? Oh, they claimed it was a mistake, of course. How do you type in I'm N-I-G-G-E-R-A? So yeah. Yeah. But that's Unless the thing. you were talking we'll about the like, Niger River. But black folks would be like, the same. I'm mad about that. How you going to call me a nigga and be right up in Walmart? Because it's the and, cheapest and because money talks. And I look... But th- I don't like to breathe in Walmart. I don't walk in there unless I have to because their whole what you see is what you get. Like it literally, they have no culture, no, no right. But this is the thing. Is this is why black economic, like the power of the black dollar, is so important. The black dollar only cycles for six hours in our community. Right. There's so many. Like what happened to the mom and pop shops? You know, if we spent with them, that dollar would go longer, and generational wealth would go a right. little further. Instead of situations like that where they're constantly showing us how they feel about us showing and we go right ass. back to it. And that's where my thing is. My conversation ain't for them. My conversation is for us. We need to have a conversation right. in the car. Hey, like so here's no what I will black say. person. Here's what I will say mm-hmm. though. In terms of Atlanta, like I'm super proud of Atlanta because oh. we are focused on doing that and spending with each other amongst each other. And, and, 
Like it's literally like this is a must. Thriving, like that's like, what we do. So I mean, I just wish that for more people, I guess. But yeah, like I wish Atlanta it for, for every city that like the feeling that we have here. I mean, literally seasonings. We got folks out here like DiBiase got right. seasonings, slang and seasoning. Uncle Dibs. Mm -hmm. But we've created everywhere that we weren't able to get let into, or our ideas could thrive. We created our own like ecosystem. And I mean, even before us, that ecosystem, that soil was already cultivated. But the way like everyone's taking it so serious within our realm is just—it's beautiful. You don't know Speaking who quarterback of, is. They wouldn't let us in. Did y'all hear about Dominic Weekend Wilkins? Exactly. At the at the lab, whatever. La, it's called La Bilbo not K. Even, not even that important. K K. Not even that important. La ba 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 ba. Yeah, La Bilbo we got, K. We got black-owned businesses out here. Well, black -owned hey, so now. this is the one Come thing on I want to say. If very few businesses can handle a 20% reduction in revenue, right? Mm -hmm. I'd be willing to bet all the white establishments, restaurants have at least, in Atlanta at least, have at least 20% black customers. If black people just stop going to La Bilbo K, bet, bet, bet. it might put them out of business. What if black folks just stop buying from uh, shoe stores that, you know, hire black people and sell black culture style fashion you know what i'm saying like there's so many dope black creators that can't really even get their leg in the door or they try to and they're constantly getting knocked down but meanwhile we're buying from these white owned establishments and ain't trying to go negotiate nothing back to us and we're buying it come, come on um, now ain't nobody negotiating at, at gucci and fendi and prada no. But then want to come into a black. Okay, so this is not productive. Let's not do that. Because <laughs> we that? have these conversations. We're always like, if black people only did, and we don't negotiate here, but then we want to come and negotiate with black folks, I want to have that conversation. Yeah. I want to have that conversation. Okay. I mean, every, everybody does it. But I know. Well, I don't, yeah, want, I don't want to be We that right need now. to not do that with each other yes. or your friend's businesses. Like, if your friend offers you a discount, then that's fine. Don't ask your friends for discounts because you don't. Ask right. for discounts at Walmart. I mean, we're just supposed to keep that movement going, keep it cycling. Yeah. You know, keep it, we've, we have the ecosystem, just keep it cycling so it can keep growing. Yeah. So, yeah. Love it, love mm -hmm. it. Well, Ash. All right, on that note. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much for coming out and, <laughs> yeah. and enriching us with some serious topics that we needed because, you know, we get a little goofy sometimes, but, you know, grounding us a bit and talking about some real stuff that affects the community is super important, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think... You know, our our folks, we like to have a good time and we like to create and do all these things, but we need to talk about, you know, make sure do that after the ownership has been established. Right. And that, you know. Well, can I own the coloring that I make of that mean ass Frederick Douglass? Uh, all yours, boo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> painting I'll in make the, sure in the coloring copy. book because I like that. You know what I'm saying? I'll and, make, and let me just be clear for the record. All of us are black business owners. Listen. Everyone in this room to the behind the you camera, know what I'm like saying? everybody, all like, and so that is a beautiful thing, and that's something I'm super proud of. We like are all, but three the hard way. Listen, I geek out about that because Powerhouse Creative is backed by nothing but independent contractors Melanin. who love what they do. And they're mm. all black owned. There it is. You know, so it's just a whole network, and it's beautiful to see because people are doing. We're doing what we love. And I was just wondering, should to end it, should we all no, put a black power fist that. together? We're not doing in a, oh, Okay, and then and go. And do like the Power Rangers and like explode. Yes, and then do like a basketball thing, which people call handball, and go, woo! 
and then like, June shut up, shut up and dribble. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> doing yes. all that. Doing all that. Shut up and dribble. Okay. Yes. I'll shut up and dribble. All right. Ash, thank you. Appreciate you being here with Are the good Negroes. Rolling? You're a good Negro as well. Okay. Oh, Go out and stir up some good trouble. We're on, you can get the Peace. tattoo. You can get the same tattoo. You tattoo? Yes. It's going to be a black power fist. If you don't stop talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> Boy.